Yo, 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 what up? Welcome back to another episode of the Bali Pride Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Mikey Moran, M. Dizzy, bringing you behind the scenes, behind the music. And the man, and man, we've been having a lot of fun here. A lot of compelling stories and journeys have been shared from the likes of Jay Boogie, DJ Day, Rebel 3 Style World Champion, DJ Bite. And today we have a real legend here, and I'm so pumped that I get to do a podcast interview with him. He's a true pioneer that has single-handedly revolutionized the technology for DJs and the manufacturing of turntables by simply turning them to the side for battle setup. Together with DJ Spinbad and DJ Jazzy Jeff, they share the title of inventing the legendary Transformer Scratch, which is now used by many DJs all all over the world. He is also the first DJ in Dido and Technics DJ Hall of Fame and the only DJ to win all three DJ championships for the New Music Seminar, and the DMC DJ Championships in 1988. He also produced many tracks and remixes for several top hip-hop and pop artists, including PM Don, The Roots, Busta Rhymes, and Q-Tip, just to name a few. In 2004, he performed at the Summer Olympics in Greece and now travels all over the world. I met him in 2004 in Mana House, where he was one of the first DJs to showcase turntablism in Indonesia. And fast forward 15 years later, we had the opportunity of having him in Bali Pride. Please welcome DJ Cash Money! Yeah! <laughs> man, I'm so stoked to, to be having you here, and thank Hi, you so much for doing this. Um, damn, that's quite a history, bro. I mean, I was just jaw drop on reading your profile online and the journey that you've co- gone through, but I would like to go all the way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with the name first. DJ Cash Money, how did that come about? Basketball. Basketball. <laughs> yeah. At that time, man, everybody was a grandmaster, mixmaster, grand wizard, or jazzy something. I wanted something different, man, that would stand out. So uh, I played basketball really, very well. And so, you had those cash money shots. Yeah. What you see, now, real, real shit, man. What you see Kerry doing, I've been doing that for years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, seriously. All right, cool. So, I mean, I'm not, my handle is not as great as his, but, you know, my shot used to be money. <laughs> And uh, the competition was fierce back then, I'm sure. As far as what? Basketball. Basketball? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, everything I do is, is competition, man. Yeah, you're trying to be the best. Of course, right? of course, of course. Um, so New York is considered the birth of hip-hop, but talk to me about the early days. I know you're from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you started DJing, you were a dancer going from party to party. Were, were there a lot of DJs there? Were there a lot of scratching? Was hip-hop mainstream or was it still underground? Well, for us, it was, well, we didn't know it was underground because we were just, it, that was, was the thing we were doing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we didn't realize that what we were creating and doing would be this trailblazing thing called hip-hop. But then was were the parties like in, in more like house parties and stuff like that? Or were you guys playing in Lock venues? parties and um, um, like the park jams. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. There was a place out in Philly called the Plateau, which you hear Will Smith speak about in his song. Yeah, every Saturday and Sunday, man, that's that's where everybody would would go. Like different parts of the city would come and meet there. I mean, you'd be seeing all types of girls. The guys would be trying to to floss in front of the <laughs> girls with the fly cars, you know, to impress the women, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and we'd be on like this. Um, they had like this. Um, I don't want. I don't want to call it a hot dog stand, but it was like something something that we 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 stood on top of of a, of a roof, and they would set equipment up, and people weren't getting paid. <laughs> it was just like, yo, if you were on that top of that roof, 
rocking that crowd, the whole city knew who you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, we would be out there, man, and, man, a guy would just pull up with a generator and some speakers, and he'll be Total playing. Rob yeah, vibes, man. Baby. And, you know, <laughs> everybody would be talking about you. Because I was still in high school at that time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for people to be talking about me in high school, like, yo, man, I was at the park this week, man. You killed it, yo. <laughs> you know, and that's and how, how I rep started. how often would these parties happen? Like, was it was it every like Saturday and Sunday. Every Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Mainly Sunday is when I really went. <laughs> went there, yeah. Wow. Okay. So you're part of this dance group called Sonic Wave. You were making mixtapes, dance routines where you basically, if I'm, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you discovered the turntable then, or was it already before that? No, I was, um, uh, well, I always liked the turntable, right. but I was just playing records. Right, right, right. You know, and um, then, um, and then hearing the story, I mean, reading the story, mm -hmm. it wasn't un until you heard the cassette of Grandmaster Flash where you heard the sounds of, you know, Sounds being manipulated and art known as Absolutely, scratching. Man. I mean, and I was already a fan of there because at that time, back then, they had a record called Super Rapping. And but then when I saw, I started getting these New York underground cassette tapes, and they were dubbed and dubbed and dubbed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I heard him cut up a get down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just went crazy, man. I was like, what the hell is he doing? What was going through your mind like when you that, heard it? Like, you you just wanted to just like be like, all right, how, how did this? Because you got to understand something. Back then, there was no video. Right. There was no YouTube, no right. internet. So you had to think in your mind, like, what was he doing? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I did. You, you, you tried took, to figure you it out. <laughs> took the cassette, took the turntable, and tried to kind right. of recreate. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Wow. And then... Um, Grand Master Grand Wizard Rasheen was your mentor at that time. Um, well, I'm, there not, I'm not gonna say he was just my mentor. He was he, he was one of the guys. Okay. Like Flash, like I looked at Flash. I looked at Grand Wizard Theodore. I looked at a guy named uh, 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 what's his name, um, Grandmaster Nell from mm -hmm. Philly. Um, you know, Rasheen was one of the guys as well. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and then you didn't you didn't win not just one not two, but three championships, bro. Um, I mean, how did you how did you come up with these routines? Because like you know, uh, back in back in the day, there was only a certain I guess like you know scratch techniques that everybody knew about. Like how did you make sure there was it was something fresh? It was like something that's never been done before. Um, I did watch your video. I mean, like you, this is, we're going old school with technology. Mixers were still simple, yeah, and everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, and what was that? What was it? Gemini mixer? Yeah, I, yeah. I used the Gemini. I <laughs> uh, had eleven hundred, and I had the twenty two hundred with the one with the the wood. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, man, to be honest with you, man, I've always been creative, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always been creative. Like that, I mean, even till this day. Like, if you listen to like my like my album and stuff it doesn't sound like nobody else's stuff mm -hmm. and I, I pride myself on that man so because I've always been trying to be creative and innovating man you know I want people to follow me I don't I don't follow nobody right right it's right. hip hop bro exactly you exactly know? I mean that's what it is with, with with DJs nowadays man it's just like people it's like people the new blood I feel is just like either copying someone or they're not being unique enough and the artistry of DJing is individuality. Like you gotta be unique. You mm -hmm. gotta you gotta be your own sound. You know. Um, so, you know, um, 
you're 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 you know you're 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 iconic to the contribution for turntablism and hip hop culture, and you made that switch for the turntable position. Like, how, how did that come about? Like, well, at the time, um, um, I was going over Rasheen Grand Wizard Rasheen's house, and when he was showing me how to basically go back and forth on turntables, he um he had a table that one day he had one table this way, the regular way, he had the other one with the tone arm at the top. So, then one day he had both of them like that. So, it was kind of like he was trying to fit the, ta- the, the the turntables on the table. Just the, just the big yeah. enough space, like or yeah. the, with, with the amount of space that you have. You know? Right. Yeah. So, for me, it worked out perfectly because I, um, I was clumsy and I always wore, like, my sleeves would get caught in the, <laughs> in the tone arms, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, keeping them up at the top would just perfect so I always say that he inspired me to do that (laughs) you know but I always say this I learned from him the world learned from me all right yeah yeah. if I could put it that way because yeah (laughs) that's that's amazing man I mean like you've basically revolutionized this this um I guess setup for you know millions of DJs that are out there bro um so you know, and then I guess like, you know, people, uh, sorry, companies like uh, Vestex began kind of like, you know, making models of turntables based on this, this style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering like, you know, when this happened, were there companies hitting you up and being like, yo, so cash, like, what's the next thing? Because you're such a creative person. Was there, nope. you know, there, would, would you have liked, would you have loved to, to do I mean, something? it's just like the companies today. I mean, I think that's, this is the problem. I, I, and I'm very vocal about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm like, you know, these companies come into our culture and do not know the history of the legends and the, and the, and the people who made this technology. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. These mixers, like the S9, they're all doing stuff that I was doing with my, with, not with no echo and none of mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. stuff, man. I was kind of like MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Making something out of nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, you know, and I only did what was what worked for me, but I didn't know that it was going to take off and be, you know, everybody was going to, you know, be into it. Mm-hmm. But I, it's, it pisses me off, man, to be honest with you, because if, even right now, like just recently, I had to do a video, and I'm not going to say the name of the company, but they wanted me to do a video on their equipment. So, because they don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. But you, here you are, you're giving your product to these bedroom DJs, that's what I call them, and then you wonder why your product isn't selling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So, what I, where I'm at right now, I'm about, I'm about my brand now, man. Right. I don't really want to deal with, any, with the companies anymore. I want to start my own company. Start, I'm working on um, uh, a headphone and a turntable right now. So, you know... It's, it's it's really sad. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. I go. To, I, I see these DJ expos and these Nam shows with all these guys, and it's like, you know, this guy over here is the reason why we did we do everything. Right. Why don't you? Why aren't you working with him? Yeah, I mean that's where I thought the industry was doing, but I guess you know coming from you, I mean I'm I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm a DJ, but I I I don't know as far as that. You right. know what I mean? And and that's where company should be doing i mean like they, they should be inviting all the originals being like hey how i mean you you've done this without 
the the new tech man it's just like how the can new we tech go? is the, re- the we are the reason the new tech is is here right 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 <laughs> <laughs> um so um you know you're you're one of the inventors of this classic scratch techniques the transformer the peewee herman and the chirp scratch um I mean, I, I guess it goes back to just you being creative and, 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 and just messing around. But just tell me about how it came about. I, I could, I'm probably you were kind of just like geeking out with all these different scratches. And then, whoa, how did, you that's know a, what I mean? That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> it wasn't like I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make this sound like this. It's like I might have heard something and maybe something happened by a mistake. Like, yeah. I know the Transformer scratch was like I hit the the off and on button it was and I was like just playing around my buddy my, my MC at the time was like yo man that sounded like a, the, the cartoon yeah 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 yeah. you know cause I was already a guy named Spinbad gave us I seen him do this scratch it wasn't called a transform it wasn't called none of that mm-hmm. it was just a, something he was doing he was basically I'll tell you exactly he, was, he, he had this record called It's Time he, got, he had it going. It's time, like that. I took that and was I had it going. It's time, sounding like the actual cartoon, which was the number one cartoon at that time, the Transformer. So my MC named it, but then you know everybody started doing it. So you know I guess I have to share it with. Well, I mean. Again, something that you created that is that's used by basically everyone, man. It's it's such a such an honor. Um, then you went into producing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like working with these different artists, like Roots, Tripod Quest, all these different legends? Were there any favorite uh, creative moments that you recall? I mean, to be honest with you, the whole thing with the Tribe Called Quest, uh, I was doing a mixtape and called Q to. Uh, hey man, I'd like for you to, uh, you know, if you could rhyme on a beat. Went to the studio. Him and Fife was in there. Buster just so happened to come in, <laughs> and they were freestyling off of about five or six beats of mine. And I put the, brought, you know, put the tape out, and I get a call from Buster. He's like, "Yo, dude, we want to use that that track you did on the movie called Rhyme and Reason." I was like, "Oh shit!" So. Just like that. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. Wow. And come to find out, I heard that that track was the best track off of that whole soundtrack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, That's, truly honored, man, because I'm a big fan of those, you know, they're like my favorite MCs. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. I, you know, they're like the Beatles of hip-hop. You yeah, know absolutely. I mean? they, they were the ones that sampled right, rapped right. It was just like yep. the perfect combo between the between the three, you know? Um, and then, um, so, you know, you produce music, but what's there, you know, we're talking about like how the differences of, of getting your music out there then and now, I mean, now we have Spotify, iTunes, all these different platforms. It's, it's, you know, you have ways of, of, you know, just like with the ease of becoming DJs with like these controllers and all that, there's ease of getting your music out there with newer platforms. But back in the day... Mm-hmm. Was there anything, any stories that you can share of like, you know, hustling and, and getting music out there? The key word you just said, <laughs> hustling. Hustling. The internet has killed the hustling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As everyone is on their phone, just pressing a button. 
you know, you know how you know how hard it was to get a person to get up out of out of their house, go down to the record store, and purchase your material. Oh, out of all these other things they could be buying, you know, but for them to purchase your 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 product is is number one is dedication that they and the love they have. Mm-hmm. You don't have that today. That's why music is here today and going tomorrow. It has no value. Mm-hmm. I call it microwave music. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't like you know. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of artists, so-called, if you want to say, selling records. But are they really selling records? Oh, I mean, the magic of, I mean, or, or where, I guess, like, people make the most money is all these, all these live shows that they're doing. I mean, the, the, the selling the records is, yeah, exactly, you, you're replaceable right. by the next record that comes out. Exactly. And the rate of people releasing music right now is just... And people are caught on doing dumb shit. Yeah. Instead of, you know, you look at majority of all these young rappers, every time I turn around, they're getting locked up. I'm like, dude, are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you doing music or you want to be in that street shit? Mm-hmm. Like, please get out of the music if that's where you want to be. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to do that. It's mm-hmm. like you know, you look at all these pe- all these interviews they do. They don't talk not. They don't say nothing about their music. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. all about the dumb shit. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that's not where I'm from, man. I'm and I'm about music. Music is my life. It's my spirit. It's mm-hmm. my drive. Without it, I'd be dead. I'll be honest with you. Well. um... I want to bring up something, and, and you got to correct me if I'm wrong again. I read an article online where it says, it's official, I'm out of the game, and you mm-hmm. didn't want to play anymore. Um, was was that was there a point when that happened? Because I'm tired of the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. so I want, to, I want to get into a bit of that, because a lot of these new DJs that are out there, or even DJs that are here right now, mm-hmm. we, you know, we've gone through a certain amount of hardships and and that's the stories that people don't see from the public eye it's just like they see djs they become famous Mm -hmm. and it's all this like glamour and fame and all that but i mean it without i guess you know you don't have to you know go into full detail about names and all but i just want to know about like you know the hardships that you want to share about being being a dj that's just the bullshit that we go through kind of thing you know well for me how can i put it there's there's two sides of, the, of why that came about. Mm-hmm. Um, number one was I was just getting tired of uh, having to pull teeth, and 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 you know I've been doing this for thirty years, man. Like mm-hmm. this is the I haven't had no material recorded material out since me and uh, Cash Money and Marvin's days. Mm-hmm. So it's been club clubs, festivals, club festivals for thirty years which I am so blessed to be doing, but I got burned out, man. Like, I miss doing music. Right. And, you know, this album, Street Cash, that I have out now, I mean, whether it sells or whatever, it's my heartbeat. You know, me and my partner, uh, Street Orchestra, uh, he's another producer from Philly, and um, a dope producer, and he was pretty much like saying, hey, man, you know, get back into the music, man. You, you, you're always buying records and doing samples. And he was like, yo, stop. And I was trying to get a couple MCs on the, on the, um, on the tracks, but it was like I found myself chasing them. So mm-hmm. he was just like, yo, look, dude, let's put this album out. Stop chasing these guys. Have them chase us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 
album's doing extremely well, to be honest with you, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. Big, big yeah. congrats on and that. The, the thing about the business was, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, you know, with the whole, um, you know, the, um, the companies. You know, now we have these, and it's, I'm not dissing the, the, the youngsters, you know, but you got these 30-year-old people in these booking agents and how can you know anything about me when you weren't born 30 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're only, you're, it's like, you take Jeff, okay? Would Jazzy Jeff really be getting all these parties? If, if, if I mean, he's a dope-ass DJ, but it's the Will Smith thing that he's connected. You have always... You shouldn't have to be connected to anything. You should just be great at what you do. Right. Like, I'm great at what I've done. You know, my legacy speaks for itself. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in museums. Mm -hmm. I'm in every hip hop book, encyclopedia. I mean, I just saw a thing that somebody just did with about techniques, the techniques turntable. They're mentioning me in there. Techniques never really sponsored me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but you know, I'll take that because we, you know, I got to get wherever they mention me is great. But, good press you know, is good press. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that frustrates me, man, a lot of times because, like, it's like these guys are they, they're keeping everybody down. It's like, you know, one time, no bullshit. I had a, um, uh, a high paying gig that um, they wanted to hire me. It was between me and this other guy. I lost out on it. Know why? Because I didn't have as many Instagram followers as he as he had. Now yeah. my legacy spans way before the internet was even in. For around. sure, man. And that's 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 it's it's sad it's to say the game. that like a lot of these people who book out for festivals, that's what they see, man. They see Instagram followers rather than how good the DJ is and it goes to show what I mean no disrespect to female DJs but a lot of them they they just look good and mm -hmm. they're not really playing good music or can they even spin let's you know let's I mean? talk about that for a second okay <laughs> <laughs> okay cuz i know some dope ass female DJs that can't get into any clubs and they look good okay but these ladies that they put in these damn clubs why not just move the damn turntables out the way and put the pole there Mm -hmm. I mean, because that's really what you're there for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you're not doing anything for the culture. And that's my problem. I love the culture so much, man, that it's it gets personal with me. Mm -hmm, and I, sometimes I can't help the way that, I, you know, things that I say. Because, dude, I, I help pioneer this. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm very passionate about it, man. And so sometimes people don't like to hear the truth. You know, but the thing about it is... You put me on stage with somebody else, and you'll see the difference. Because right. the one thing that I will say that talent will always shine, mm -hmm. no matter what, you know? So, I mean, shoot. Look, I'm in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, me and Stan were just talking about this, man. Like, it's been 15 years. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm still here. Like I'm and I'm I'm blessed and thankful, man. You know what I mean? Like for real. And it's it's not I mean like, you know, that's the 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 beauty about DJing in the end when you get to a certain level that you get to travel to all these amazing places mm -hmm. and meet, you know, cool cats like these guys and you Absolutely. know like and we always look forward to having you back, man. It's been like Mana House and then I believe 
um, there was another one stand, the one the rotating club at the top of that uh, pure. I remember seeing you there, and then uh, yeah, and then you've played in Bali a bunch of times, Jenja and, and, and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It was, which is a beautiful thing. First of all, I gotta thank you guys for putting the bug in every in the promoters' ears. You know what I'm saying? Because you guys see something that you know you, you could be hiring the popular guy, you know, but you guys want to see some change as well. So mm-hmm. you take a chance on somebody one like me, you know. So, and I think I'm thankful for it, man. No, no, we're we're thankful that. That you're still around to do this as well, man. I mean, we, just, you know, you guys were telling me about, you know, how, you know, you have certain DJs come here that are very skilled DJs and then they don't do what they're known for. And right. they play too commercial. And it's like, you know, what's the point of me hiring you if you're playing the same kind of music I'm playing? Yeah. That's... Like, it defeats the purpose. So, sometimes, that's why in my shows, I go in and do what I do, mm-hmm. you know. If I get booed, so what? It's who I am. Right, right, right. You know, I can always come back and play that shit you guys want to hear all the time. No, for sure, man, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, it's just like, you know, we can we can share the same story of requests and like all this stuff we 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 deal with DJing. It's just like, yo, if you want me to play music you want to hear, just put an iPod or something like that, man. You hired me for me. You know what I mean? I'm going to play my music and I'm going to play my You know what you do? I'm, I'm going to show you how you, how, you, how, you, how you destroy that whole situation. Yeah. When they come up to you and do this, the phone, play this, stop the music. Because you know what? They want attention. Yeah. Stop the music. Give them that attention. Be like, look, do I come to your job and tell you how to, to knock the spatula out your hand when you're flipping burgers? Well, don't come to my job and tell me what to do. Okay. Yeah, guarantee the crowd will laugh and they will. <laughs> For all the DJs that are listening out there, you got the the, the advice from the legend himself. Stop the music yeah. and put them on the spot. Put them on the spot because <laughs> they want attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, we're coming to the end of the interview. I feel like you're a guy that, that has done it all. Um, what's next for DJ Cash Money? Anything that you want to promote over here? Um, I know you have a new album out. Is street any- Cash, man. Yes, <laughs> Street Cash. Where can we listen to it? Where yeah, can we download right it? Right now, it's on all the downloadable sites. Um, uh, Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, all the downloadable sites. Um, we're coming out with a, a special limited edition. It has five extra tracks on there, on CD and cassette. But let me tell you about the CD and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I tell you, I'm innovating. <laughs> I'm very creative, right? <laughs> When you open the CD up, right, it has a video screen. It has all the, con- the control panel and everything. We have a thing on there called Street Cash TV. Oh, wow. So it has, like, these, these videos I've done on, you know, promoting the, the, the beats and stuff. Like and a, you mean like a screen? Bro. Wow. The screen is about, I want to say about that big. Okay. That's what, about six inches, seven yeah. inches. Yeah. Yeah. Then the cassette, uh, you put your phone over it. It interacts with your phone. Okay. When you when you uh, put your phone over top of the the, the, the cover. Like some augmented reality. Yeah. Like you know something up. something will come up when yeah. you when you and put you'll your see phone. my like my uh, 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 bio and stuff like that. Some crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Plus I have a, a a a documentary we're working on right now. We've been shooting since September. Awesome. Uh, about my life, and um, 
uh, I have a book about my life, and I have another book about my crazy collection. <laughs> you know, with all my my crazy toys I collect. <laughs> so, just uh, I mean, just to add, since you you mentioned documentaries, this is one one question that I just uh, mm-hmm. doing on the fly. Any any documentaries you love about hip hop that? Uh, off the top of your head, did you see the Wu Tang documentary? That was no, I a really see that. that was a really good one. Um, do you you watch hip hop documentaries? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just haven't watched the the, the, the new ones. Yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you know what? I, I'm loving the fact because like, everybody has a story. You watch the the, the tribe documentary. Yeah, that's that was a dope yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But everybody has a story, man. And yeah. They have to get it out, and and you have to tell your truth. No, for sure, man. For sure, <laughs> you might for piss sure. somebody off, but, it, but your truth is your truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we went through the hardships of DJing, but mm-hmm. um, is there is there any inspirational advice you have for the new blood, the new DJs out there? Um, top advice for peeps that want to make it in the game. Stay creative, man. What's going to make you you? Mm-hmm. What's going to make you you know your brand stand out? You know. Just stay original, man, and creative. That's my biggest thing, man. Any, you know, and learn about the history a little bit because it will help you to go forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. How do you know where you're going if you don't know where you came from? Yeah. You know. I think a lot of these guys, like you know, with 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 just listening to music, they don't even know where samples came from, and samples have been sampled over and but over. But you have to understand their mentality. Mm-hmm. They're not getting into it for the sake of music. They're getting into it because of what they see on the internet. Exactly. They want the glamour and the glitz, but they don't want the work that what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, microwave. Yeah, microwave. <laughs> they're hot for well, a hot second, man. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. out of here. <laughs> you don't see these guys are not going to have these career spans of thirty years. You know, people going to talk about them. 20 years they're not even gonna talk about them for five mm-hmm. years from now yeah for sure man <laughs> it, it's, it's it's life moves so fast uh, and and as i said music coming out all the time it's replaceable just like that um well what an interview man i learned a lot from you brother and i appreciate you taking time being here um mm-hmm. any shout outs you want to make before before we close big shout out to my brother man stan <laughs> oh man stan listen that's about my that's been my dude from day one man you know he's the reason why i've been coming over here he's always fighting for me to be over here and you know family man yeah for you sure know? man for sure for sure with uh dj cream the very first the very first yeah uh, yeah yeah manor house <laughs> manor house baby <laughs> Never forget that. Um, well, there you have it, folks. The legend himself, DJ Cash Money, a pioneer DJ, turn turntablist and producer, and a man we all resonate with to be part of hip-hop history. Um, we hope you come back to Indo sometime soon. We'll be waiting for you. You have a home here anytime. Bali Praia, Bali, Jakarta, Stan, all these guys. Um, check him out as we will be releasing a, mi- a special mixtape Monday showcasing his style and techniques. Thank you, thank you for listening. I'm your host, DJ. Oh, finish something. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I want to make sure they, they check out my my website. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot for to sure, say that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> www.therealdjcashmoney.com, and I'm on all the social media uh, uh, platforms. The Real DJ Cash Money. There you have it, guys. Right. Check out his website. Check out his Instagram. Follow him. Follow his journey. Um, 
And thank you for listening. I'm your host, DJ Mikey Moran, and this is DJ Cash Money signing off from Bali Prior Podcast. Feel free to spread the love and share this podcast, and don't forget to subscribe as you'll be hearing more behind the scenes from uh, coming to a speaker near you. Peace out. <laughs>